How are you guys doing tonight? Man, you guys look so good. Uh, my name's Kara. For those of you... You guys are the best. I seriously love you guys. No. Stop telling me lies. Uh, so my name's Kara, and most of you may not recognize me uh, without my guitar. Uh, uh, <laughs> but I'm the worship leader here at age 12. And so if this is your first time here, you may have never seen me before. Uh, usually every Tuesday I get to lead worship with you guys. And man, it's an honor. It, Tuesdays are seriously uh, my favorite night of the week. But tonight, I just want to recognize Grace. She's our summer intern. And she completely crushed it. Man, our whole, our whole band is incredible. And man, I, that was awesome. So I hope you guys enjoyed worship because they're incredible. And man quality here is just awesome too. So you guys have picked a great place to come tonight. Um, so I'm just honored to be here uh, to be doing something a little bit different for me, um, but I'm excited because I'm just wanting to share my heart and a little bit about my story and about how um, some of the things that I went through and how God um, has brought me through them. But before I do that, I want you guys to get to know me a little bit. So I brought some pictures with me, of course, uh, and I'll show those in a second. But so I was born in La Mesa, California. Can I get a hang 10 from anybody over here? Hang 10, yes, okay. But I was, uh, I grew up and I was raised in Panama City Beach, Florida. So I'm definitely a beach girl and I seriously love the water. I love being submerged in the water, whether I'm in a pool, I'm in the ocean, or here in Georgia is Lake Lanier. So I love the water, but I have a question. Do you guys know what skimboarding is? Raise a hand. Okay, I brought some pictures with me just in case you didn't, uh, but it's one of my favorite things. Hang 10, yes, come on. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do at the beach. Uh, you definitely won't see me like laying out trying to get a tan because I love the water so much. I'm always in the water. And so any activity, you'll find me in the water. Uh, but not only that, I grew up playing every sport you could possibly think of. Um, but in high school, I mainly focused on basketball. So like that was my thing. Come on, I saw that, I saw that, come on. Do, who plays basketball? Just let me know up front, who plays? Thank you. Come on. <laughs> so I played basketball all four years. I was the captain of my varsity girl squad for uh, two years. And so, thank Yeah. Man, I loved it. I loved it so much. I still get to play every once in a while. But, um, but knowing, you know, for those of you that play basketball, you guys know that um, I'm pretty short, obviously, and that's not a great thing. I know what. Uh, that's not a great thing in the basketball world, okay? But even though I was short, I was known for my nothing but net three-pointers. Come on. Three-pointers, that's right. You know, game buzzers, like those were me, okay? That's my like sweet spot was the three-pointers. Um, so again, for those of you that play basketball, we know that short people, it's not easy for us to get the rebound. Can I get an amen? amen. Thank you. Uh, so I have a funny story. It was about my second to last game of my high school basketball career. I was a senior and I was going in for the rebound, okay? And I was trying to be real tough and like scrappy and trying to get the rebound. And there was a girl on the other team who beat me and got the ball, okay, wait for it. She turns around like so fast and like knocks me in the face. I black out. <laughs> and I broke my nose, so that was great. That was a great way to end the season. I know, thank you. 
Surprisingly, I look a lot better uh, than you would think, break my nose. This is the next day. So this is my last game ever of my high school career. And I had to play with a homemade uh, nose guard that I might add. This is homemade. Um, but ironically, in this game, I had my first double-double. If you don't know what that is, ask somebody later. Uh, but I had my first double-double. And so for those of you that play basketball, I recommend getting a nose guard because you'll basically be fearless and you'll get superhuman powers. I'm just saying, like, it helped me. It'll help you write that down. I'm just letting you know. So now you guys know a little bit about me and saw an embarrassing picture of me with a broken nose. Uh, I think you guys can all relate to me when I say that it's easy for us as an outsider to look at another person's life and to think, okay, like, I, I kind of see their life going on. I don't really know them, but, you know, I, I kind of got it figured out, right? Um, I think I know all, a little bit of the struggles that they went through um, and all that jazz. But I, you'll hear me say this a lot here at H12, is that we bring um, so many different things into this room every single Tuesday. We guys are all going through different struggles and different things that we're dealing with. Um, and we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people in our lives. And so tonight... Some of you may know me, but you guys probably don't know a lot of the struggles that I have been through. And, and so tonight I have the opportunity to share with you some of those. And in one of the most, um, kind of one of the biggest stories of my life that centered around doubt and how God brought me through that into where I am tonight. And so tonight, before I get into all of that and another story about doubt in my life, um, I want you guys to go ahead and hear the bottom line. So if you're taking notes, you can go ahead and write it down. The bottom line tonight is don't let doubt keep you out. Can you guys say it with me? Don't let doubt. One more time. Don't let doubt. Come on. It rhymes. Tweet that. Um, <laughs> don't let doubt keep you out. So when I was about 14 years old, um, I discovered my gift and my love for playing the drums. Some of you guys have seen me maybe play here at church or just in talking to me um, know that I have this passion for playing drums. And so when I was 14, I, I helped start a youth band at my home church in the good old PCB. Um, and then a year, less than a year later, I was playing in our adult team almost every week. So I was playing about three to four times um, playing drums. And really, that's about the time that I discovered um, that I loved serving in the church and I loved serving God through music, more specifically playing drums. Um, I took every opportunity I could to play. I would even miss basketball practice. Whoa, that's a big deal, just letting everyone know. I would miss basketball practice to go and play drums just for a rehearsal, like for a Sunday. And I always laugh because my mom, she'd always be like, Kara, how do you do that? Like, how do you play the drums? Like, it never made sense to her. And, and it's hard. Like, I don't really know either. Like, for those of you that know drummers or are drummers, it's hard. Like, how to comprehend what's going on with your arms and your legs and your brain. It's like, it's insane. I've actually heard. There you go. I've heard that the drummers are like some of the most smartest people, just saying. Um, but it's difficult. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> But I would always tell my mom and other people that would ask me like how I got into drums or, or how I, I did that. Um, I never really had an answer, but I always ended up saying this, was that I don't really know. <laughs> but I knew, I knew that um, with me playing drums that it was just a, a gift that God had given me. And it was a gift um, that I just really wanted to give back to him. So like I said, I took every opportunity possible uh, to play drums and, and I went on this journey in my life for years of just being a drummer, and, but I loved it. 
And so then about four to five years of being just a drummer and just hanging out, serving God all the time. I used to play at camps, like all sorts of stuff. I was um, at a, just attending a summer camp. Um, so four to five years later, I was a junior at this point. And I went to a summer camp, and, and at this summer camp, man, God started to shift some things in my life. And, and really, in this, this summer of my junior year, God changed my life really completely. And so it was during a word, I'll never forget this, it was during a worship um, session, and I was just back there singing, you know, doing my thing. And God literally, like, started dropping hints to me, like, hey, I'm calling you to be a worship pastor. And, like, you can imagine me just, like, chilling and, like, open my eyes and be like, wait, what? <laughs> Huh? Like, there's, there's no, what are you talking about? There's no way, like, I'm, like, thinking to myself, like, are you sure it's not this guy or, like, maybe that girl over there? Like, there was no way that God was calling me to be that. I immediately, like, in that moment, I immediately started to doubt, you know, what God was calling me to do. And I didn't, I didn't even own a guitar. I didn't even know how to play one. So I just kind of, like, mm, pushed that to the back. I was like, mm, that's probably not true. I'm just going to, like, continue on. So it was later that night that, um, we were having quiet time, you know, how camps, you guys, they'll create moments for you guys just to go off by yourself and, and you'll just get to spend some alone time with God. And so for some reason, like God was just tugging on my heart. Like I could not get that out of my brain that of what God was calling me to do. And so I was sitting there and I was journaling and there was like some worship music playing in the background. Uh, and all of a sudden, the song Oceans came on. The song, uh, everyone, you might have heard it before. It's by Hillsong. But it was the first time that I had heard it. And it was the, it would just come out. And so I found myself journaling the lyrics of this song and, like, of what I was hearing. And I ended up writing down, like, I think it was the bridge of the song. But it was like I was hearing someone, like, a prayer to God. If someone saying yes to the call that God had in their life, that they were saying yes to wherever God was going to take them. And they were saying yes to what whatever God wanted to do in their life. And so I was like, are you kidding me? Like, it just kept coming back to me of what God was wanting me to do in my life. And so I was writing those things down. I just felt in that moment, like God was just pressing on me to just say yes to him. Like I said, I couldn't play guitar. I had no idea, you know, how that was gonna work or what even, you know, that, how that was gonna happen. And so I just was doubting that really that this was even true, that this was gonna happen. And so, but all I did in that moment was just say yes. I simply prayed and I was like, God, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm saying yes to wherever you're gonna take me, to whatever you want me to do. And if that's to be a worship pastor, then okay, I'm just saying yes. And so I wanna ask you guys a question. Uh, have you ever faced doubt before? Well, I'm gonna give you an answer. Yes, we've all faced doubt. We all face doubt in, in, in so many different situations in our life, whether we're facing doubt um, in a relationship, we're facing doubt maybe in our family or our friends. Um, um, for me, it was the calling that God had placed in my life. There's so many ways that we can face doubt. So there's actually a story in the Bible uh, where it talks about doubt. And so I want us to go to scripture. And so you can grab your Bibles if you have them around you. Uh, we're going to go ahead and turn with me to John chapter 20. We're going to be in verses 24 and 25. Um, John is the New Testament after the book of Luke. It's on page 1088. So go ahead and turn there, 1088. It's John 20, 24, and 25. John 20 verses 24 and 25. It says this, now Thomas, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, 
unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and I put my hand into his side, I will not believe. So you're probably wondering like who Thomas is, uh, but Thomas was one of Jesus's 12 disciples. And um, Jesus' 12 disciples was like literally the, nef- the definition of a squad, okay? Like this is your go-to, like these are your friends, these are like who you hang out all the time, these are who you text 24-7, okay? Like, but you have to go back into this time, they didn't have cars, they didn't have Spotify, gasp. They didn't have all these things that we have today. All they did was talk to each other. That's all they did. So you can imagine how close that Jesus' 12 disciples were to each other. Um, I, can, I can tell you that uh, every time I'm in the car or I'm on a road trip, like, I'm always playing Spotify. Like, there's no dead silence in the car. Like, I, I don't care how long the road trip is. You feel me? Okay. Uh, I don't care how long the road trip is. Like, I'm always playing music in the car. And so, Man, these guys just talked and they were constantly learning from Jesus. So Jesus told his 12 disciples one day of what God had planned for his life and that Jesus was gonna um, die on the cross for our sins and that God was gonna raise him to life again. So you guys know that that happens. That happens in scripture. It tells us that. And that's why we get to have a relationship with Jesus. And that's why we get to spend eternity with him because he died and that he rose on the cross. And so uh, Thomas, one of Jesus' best friends, was doubting him. Thomas was like, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, prove to me where the nail marks are, like, after you, you know, are raised to life. There's like, there's, he was just doubting him. And so if you think of your best friends, you know, you trust them. You trust them. You probably tell them a lot of your secrets. And so for, for Thomas to doubt Jesus, man, it wasn't good. <laughs> And so I want to go back. um, I want to show you point number one. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. And it's everyone has doubts. So just like I was telling us, you know, you guys have doubts. I have doubts. Thomas has doubts. So everyone has doubts. So I want you to go back to scripture in verse 26. And it says this, a week later, his disciples were in the house again. And Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. That's awesome because Jesus went right over to Thomas because Jesus knew Thomas was doubting him and he proved to Thomas, like he showed Thomas exactly what what he needed for Thomas to believe. And I love that because, because just like uh, God revealed himself to Thomas and proved himself to Thomas, he's going to reveal himself to us. So I want you to look back at your notes. Our second point is God cares about our doubt. That's what God's teaching us um, in these verses. God cares about our doubts. He's walking alongside us in these times of doubt no matter what the situation is. God's word proves it. Because he went and went like right up to Thomas. Thomas, it's awesome. Like God hears our prayers. God hears and cares about the desires of our hearts. So if you didn't write the bottom line um, down, I want you to because it's important because it's what God wants us to know through these scriptures. And it's what I want you to know. If you don't hear anything else tonight, I want you to know this bottom line. And it's don't let doubt keep you out. I'm going to ask you again. Don't let doubt what? Keep you out. Perfect. 
And so just like Thomas doubted Jesus' resurrection, man, I was doubting God. I was doubting God through this call that he had placed on my life. Who am I to say uh, that God can't do, through some, do something through me, right? I had no idea the plans that God had for me, but because I simply said yes to him in that moment and I was obedient, man, God put his hand on me and God put his hand over my life. And he started to, it was so cool, he started to orchestrate these things that needed to happen for God to fulfill this calling that he's placed on my life. I look back now, and you guys probably do this maybe when, uh, other times in your life, but I look back and I see this puzzle board. Like I see these puzzle pieces that God was putting together and forming this path that he's created for me. And so on my 16th birthday, my family, uh, my siblings, my parents, they pitched in together and they bought me my first guitar. And so, so I, I started to learn how to play and God, you know, it was just crazy. I, God just started to form something in me and, he's, and he gave me these desires in my heart to, to learn and, and, and desires in my heart to worship him through singing and through playing guitar and not just through behind a drum set anymore. And now like, once I started doing that, I had opportunities to lead worship in my student um, worship team. I had opportunities to lead worship in our uh, adult teams. And I did an internship and I just, God just kept laying these things out for me um, that was just, and actually it brought me to you guys. <laughs> you guys are a huge part of my journey here at 12 Stone and, and just here in my calling. And that journey wasn't easy, wasn't easy at all because I had to, to leave. I had to leave my family. I had to leave my friends. And I had to leave basically everything that I know to follow this plan for God. I had no idea. You know, you have no idea the people that you're gonna meet. You have no idea these relationships that you're gonna build. But I knew that God was calling me here to 12 Stone because he wanted to grow me and he wanted to equip me. He wanted to keep equipping me of this calling that he had planned just for my life. So not only did I never see myself as a worship leader, I can tell you right now that I never saw myself as a speaker. And so I am pinching myself, literally, I'll do it, that I'm here speaking to you guys. And I was thinking about it actually the other day that randomly in high school, I took this speech class for like no reason. I don't even know if that's a thing. I don't know if you guys have that in school. It was so, it was so random, but I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful that I was basically forced to get up in front of my class. I was forced to like memorize certain things, but I smile because I know that God knew in that moment, like years ago, that I was going to be standing here right now speaking to you guys. And so he's still creating this path for me, uh, for, my, for this plan that he has for me um, that I, it's so much bigger than I could have ever imagined. So for those of you that know me, know this little thing about me, that I love Tori Kelly. Can I please see who loves Tori Kelly? Like, please raise your hand if you know who that is. I will literally hug you afterwards. Tell me, awesome. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, Tori Kelly <laughs> is a singer. All right, listen, she's a singer-songwriter, okay? She's pretty famous now, like, no big deal. Um, and I've been a huge fan of hers. Uh, I, I was a fan since she just started, you know, posting stuff on YouTube. Um, I've actually gotten to see her live in person three times. I've gotten to meet her twice. I brought some proof with me if you want to show that. I promise. It's not Photoshopped. Don't even think it is because it's real, okay? 
Love it. She also follows me on Twitter. That's also not a lie, okay? So huge fan is an understatement, obviously. Um, but I love Tori Kelly, and um, she just has an incredible voice, and she's a huge believer of God. And so I've been, it's just been really cool to see her story unfold over the last five years. But this past year, she had a super cool opportunity to be a part of the movie um, Sing. She was the character um, named Mina, and spoiler, we're watching that tonight as our movie night. It's the best movie ever, don't judge, okay? It's so great. Yeah, we're watching it um, tonight. We're gonna go out on the lawn, I believe, still. If it's not, we're going out on the lawn, so it's gonna be so much fun. We got candy, okay, so stick around because it's the greatest movie ever. I totally cried, though, when I met her, just letting you guys know that. But the reason why I'm bringing all this up, let me just get your attention again. The reason why I'm bringing all this up in Tori Kelly and embarrassing myself is because... Um, the movie that we're watching, it really is centered around kind of what we're talking about tonight, and that's doubt and fear. So I, I brought this clip with me. Check it out. Yes, I met her. Come on. She's great. We all know it. Really excited to watch that. Um, and something that I realized, you know, when this movie came out, there's a lot of interviews just like that one. Tori Kelly herself went through a lot of doubt, um, and which I was kind of taken back by um, because for me as an outsider, you know, looking onto someone like her, you know, she has this incredible voice. And I was like, man, she doesn't get scared out all like when she gets up there's no way like she just gets up and slays one of those pictures actually I had her shirt said wake uh what wake slit what yeah wake slay pray yeah okay like slay all the time and um and so it, but it's you know so it's really cool seeing how uh she struggled with doubt just like us and so tonight, I know some of you in this room right now are probably doubting something. Maybe you're doubting, you know, a call that you had um, on your, that God's putting on your, your life. Or maybe you're doubting um, something, you know, else in your life. And the journey isn't an easy one, like I've been talking about, because the devil's going to put so many things in your path that's going to distract you, okay? Um, you're going to be pulled in so many different directions, and, and the devil, he's going to try to get you off track, and so maybe tonight you need to surrender your doubt. Maybe you need to just put your doubt in God's hands and trust him that he's gonna show up in your life just like Thomas doubted, uh, just like God showed up in Thomas's life. God showed up in Tori Kelly's life and God also showed up in my life and he's gonna show up in your life too. So that brings us to point number three, our final point tonight, it's surrender your doubts to God. And so maybe you need to ask God to show up in your life for the first time. Maybe it's okay to ask him to because he wants to reveal himself to us. I can't tell you how many times that when I got up to lead worship um, over the past few years for the first time, maybe uh, I was, you would find me on my hands and knees praying and begging God to show up because I knew that I could not do this on my um, own. I used to ask God all the time, are you sure you picked the right girl for this? Are you sure this is what you want me to do? I just continue to doubt myself and I would just, I would get so scared and so nervous. But I had to ultimately surrender my doubt to God. I had to just ask him to show up. And so if you've never done that, that's okay because he wants to reveal himself to us.